welcome to another episode of Livy's Corner. This week we have some reviews, mostly reviews. <laughs> I hope your week has been well. I hope that you are doing well. We will be touching base with Disney's Cruella, Netflix's Master of None Season 3, as well as Our Mother's Gardens, which is currently also streaming on Netflix. And then there is, of course, a bonus review. So I'm not going to end this. So here we are, another Friday, and this podcast, the weekly podcast, is a little late because they keep dropping. They keep dropping these blockbuster, whatever you want to call it, films. Honey, I just wrapped Cruella. And I've watched it twice, okay? I'm going to be very honest. Shout out to Sheila and the crew for ha- having, you know, the, giving me the opportunity to see the film. I, listen. <laughs> this is like, this is too much. Like, this is too much. First, we had the Army of the Dead, you know, with Netflix. And they killing it with that one, by the way. It's been viewed like 72 million times. I'm like, oh my God. So that's a huge hit, huge win for Netflix, which they need, as well as Zack Snyder, okay? But let's 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 talk about Cruella. Let's get let's let's get it. Let's get it. The movie is I'm speechless. It's that good. It's that good. Um I, now it's not perfect, but it's that good. Um, first and foremost, this is the Emma show, the Emma's show. You got Emma Thompson as the Baroness, and you have Emma Stone as Cruella. Everybody else, everybody else are merely supporting cast. That's the first thing you need to know about it, okay? Because I, you know, there's some reports out there, you know, some reviews where they're like, oh, the, you know, oh, we didn't know what was going on with the cast and blah, blah, blah. This is perfectly cast. It's perfectly executed because it's their show. Um, And for y'all that don't know, I am not a huge Emma Stone fan. I'm not. I'm just not. And I have my reasons for that, but I'm not. Um, But she brought that here you know this is an iconic character um even in the animated sense of the word okay sense of the phrase um 
<laughs> so for her to be able to do what she did is amazing. Um, I think she's, I think she's growing into a very good actress. Um, she's really good, but I there were some times where I was just like, Meh. you know what I mean, like the the meat of the story was too much for her to to grasp and a lot of people were like you know also bringing up the Glenn Close you know reiteration of Cruella and you just can't touch that you can't you have to do your own thing and that's what she did and so I'm very happy that she did that and I think she did an amazing job as for Emma Thompson baby you know you know who she is put some respect on I don't know why they keep trying to not this woman is amazing my first interaction with her was back in 1993 when I watched Much Ado About Nothing that had Denzel Washington in it and that's why I watched it because I love Denzel Washington but then I fell in love with Kenneth Branagh. I fell in love <laughs> with Emma Thompson and Kate Beckinsale. I was just like, you know, it, it broadened my world to like, and Keanu Reeves was in it. Look, it's such a good movie, right? But that's how I came in, into contact with Emma Thompson. When I say she killed this, she killed this. It never felt cringy. You know, she does play the villain here. It never felt cringy. It felt authentic. You, like, you was like, this woman would really do this stuff. Like, it was so realistic. I'm like, how y'all putting out Oscar-worthy performances in freaking May? How are you doing that? But they did it. They both did it. It was amazing. Um, Paul Walker, um... Hauser is in it as well. I love him. <laughs> I think I think he just keeps getting better, but he just brings this freshness to any role he's in. Um Mark Strong as well. Listen, y'all who just I wish they would quit playing with Mark Strong because the man can act circles around everybody but they keep him in these like <sighs> supporting roles and I, I just don't understand it but I'm like okay he gonna break through sometime I don't know when and I don't know how pulling the aerial yes but he is gonna do it um it was a really strong cast everybody uh, in the words of La Roche they did what needed to be done. Um, let me see. Let me see who else is all in this. Joel Fry as Jasper. You know, he's just making his... He's just doing a damn thing. Mark Strong was Boris. Remember that? Boris, Jasper, Her, um, Horace. Um, let's see. And, and, and Kirby... Howell Baptiste did so good. I love her. And she did amazing. She did amazing. Um, John McCree was already... Listen, it's, it's a thick cast. 
It's a thick cast. It's funny. Um, the movie's funny. It has some really good funny um, elements to it. It has some um, really good, you know, cinematography going on. And lighting was so important here that it just built this atmosphere um, that that I loved. Um, I'm trying to think anything, anything else before I get into why I really, really really love this movie um the dogs oh my god the dogs were perfect in this they were perfect the dog actors they need their little oscars too they did so good (laughs) i think that um mr gillespie who um directed this did an amazing job and uh, there were just, you know, the editing was, yeah. there were a couple things that kind of was just like, mm, I'm not sure if that was wise, but that's okay. I'll get into that later. Um, but if you are an artist, you want to watch this movie for the costume, the wardrobe. There was too many times where my mouth just dropped open. I was like, who did this wardrobe? Amazing. Amazing. As as of right now, that's the Oscar winner for wardrobe. Sorry. Like, I know it's May. I know it's May. The detail. The elements. The actual gross. (laughs) Uh, You had this like, you know, Cruella started out kind of like simple, you know, even in her villain stages. But as she grew more rebellious, you know, her wardrobe did the same. And I was just like, yes, yes, this is this is what I love to see. You know, this is what I love to see. And then the hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did that too. Listen, I, I can't. I can't. I was just like, who did this? They and they're both women and they both killed it. And I was just like, this is what I need to see. And the wardrobe um, director was like... They just gave me a blank canvas and a blank check. Okay. Okay, Disney. Okay, bitch. (laughs) And there were like punk elements to it. Like, oh gosh, it was amazing. My favorite was the garbage can or the garbage truck scene. Um, And that's all I can say without spoiling anything. God, it was like, I just can't, I just cannot, it was just, it was everything, it was just everything, and I was here for it, I was so here for it, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's all that I have for what I loved about the film, that's a lot, like, I loved a lot about the film, (sighs) so let's get into what I did like about the film, (laughs) um, I, I don't know who 
is out here telling people that you know the shaky hand cam thing is the thing to do and it's really really not it's very distracting and it's, it distorts things and that is what pulled me out of the movie like there is one in particular scene that didn't need any of that like it could have been a, just a steady cam shot and it's all this movement and, and, and wobbliness and and I understand what they were going for because you know the character was going through some stuff so you know their world was shaking and changing I get that but and I, I'm of the old school filmmaking where you just let the actor do what the actor is there to do and that was such a pivotal scene where they needed to let the actor do what the actor needed to do they didn't need all of the oh let me move this camera oh let me shake the camera no because it was such an important moment for that character. But what ending is that we're focusing on trying to just center on the character. You know what I'm saying? And we couldn't because we're, we're moving from side to side and wobbling. and <sighs> No. And we can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, that was unfair. And I just was like, okay. And there were more times where they did that. And I was just like, oof. Um, another thing that I was on the fence about, and I know this is going to kill a lot of people coming from me, was the music. I loved every song in this, okay? Every single song in this. This soundtrack is amazing. It's killer. But there was so much music. And I worry that if we didn't have that, how would this film have come across? And it was in my second viewing that they knew the movie was too long, which is another issue that I have. It's two hours and 17 minutes with about... 10 minutes of credits okay it's too long like it really is too long this is an hour and 40 minutes like maybe 45 minutes tops so there was padding in there that didn't need to be there and in order for them to sell that they added so much music now again all of the music I loved there was like three different times where I was just like yeah you know, I'm singing, I'm clapping, I'm like juking and jiving. But it still took me out. It took me out. It took me out. It was too much. It was too much. Too much. Look, but I'm going to get that soundtrack. Now, on, on its own, I will listen to that soundtrack. Because it had every bop you could imagine from the 60s and 70s. Uh, well, like early 70s. So that's cool, right? But then at the same time, it's distracting. Because it was like, okay, what's going... What, what, why are we doing all of that? You know what I mean? Um, and my... 
the other part <laughs> is not it's not it's not again I, I don't think like <clears throat> people truly grasped that this is Emma Stone and Emma Thompson's baby okay this this they done created it and this was they show so again go into it with that knowledge and you're going to be fine like you're going to be fine all right um i love it i i loved every bit of this movie i think it's one of disney's best um period like animation or not it's one of its best. It is a very strong movie. Um, very strong entry. My only question is the ending. And how does it tie into the 101 Dalmatian story? Because right now it's very disjointed. And I'm just like, uh, well, how did she go from that to that? You know what I mean? So, I'm assuming they're probably going to do a sequel because there's just too much in the middle of, like, how did she get from there to there? You know, she being Cruella, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, This is going to be a major hit for Disney. You know, everything is opening up. Oh yeah, and Kevin um, Novak plays Roger. Um, he's from um, what? Who? Oh, is it who we see in the shadows, or what we see in the shadows? Um, I just I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I think this is just one of the best movies of the year so far. Uh, from a major studio. I, I really do. Um, they did that. <laughs> they did that. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. Um, oh yes. My rating out of this. <sighs> this is a solid like 4.4 out of 5. Yeah. So this week I was able to catch up on, you know, a couple, a couple, um, you know, shows and, and documentaries and uh, film, you know, that I've been not putting off, so to speak. Um, just I didn't have room or time to really get into them, but I will be very honest. Um, I had put off watching um, Netflix's In Our Mother's Gardens um, because that with you know personally where you know where I'm at with that. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah, so 
what I what I really enjoyed about about this documentary. It's short, okay? It's short. It's only like an hour and twenty some twenty some odd minutes. Um, it is such an important uh, film to watch, um, and that's what I liked about it. I liked how. It was broken down into, you know, these chapters of, you know, of, of life for black women and to see and just hear, you know, the recollections on, you know, how self-care looked to black women, you know, uh, to our moms, to our grandmothers, to our great grandmothers. It all was different. And um, how, you know, there's so much generational baggage that came with that, you know, type of self-care. Um, we, and to be very honest, we really didn't get a chance to have self-care. Let's be 100% honest here. Uh, especially, you know, I know my mom didn't and I know my grandmas didn't. So, I mean, just being able to to hear these stories it was fascinating. Um, it's directed, produced, you know, curated by um, Chantel P. Lewis. Um, Array Productions really, you know, was able to get it, get it together and, and get it to the masses and then you know, Netflix, um, picked it up, which I'm like, that's good. Like, and this, this is why I like Netflix a lot. You know, I was like, y'all know I'm a, I'm a Netflix stan. Um, but yeah, just what, what the documentary really does is just give these blooming, um, testimonials and background into, you know, just, black women um and I just what I really loved about it was the ending where and I'm going to try not to spoil too much right you know I I try I'm trying not to do that so much um when the women sat down and was like my name is this and I am the daughter of you know, so-and-so, who is the daughter of so-and-so, who is the daughter of so-and-so, and how far back some of them could go. Like, they were like, um, this one lady could go all the way back. Like, she went back, like, five generations, and I was just like, man, I can only do, like, uh, four. <laughs> you know? So, like, I loved being able to like just reconnect with that um and I felt like you know reconnect with some spiritual sides of things especially you know when we're talking about you know my grandmas and my great grandmas who are no longer here on this plane so yeah I I really enjoyed it this is a film um and I'm gonna be very honest it's a film for us by us um def I you can watch whatever you want to watch if you know my listeners out there who are not black 
Um, you can definitely watch it. Just understand it's it's for it comes from our perspective. It's for our perspective. It's for our healing, um, our continued healing, and um, you know for our future generations as well. So yeah, it's definitely a must watch. Um, I hope to see this around the award time. I want to see this on shortlist. I want to see it nominated. It's really, really an important piece. Um, it's, and I'll be, I'm going to be honest. My rating is five out of five, but I'll be very honest. I'm like, I, I don't think I've watched any, um, documentaries that were you know for us by us that I did not give a five and I'm like I hope I'm just not being biased but I'm not it's like this is actually it's a quick watch um it's broken down into like I believe um six or seven chapters it's just really good it's just really good I was like what Whew. Why did I wait so long to watch this? It was so good. Definitely, definitely stream it. Um, if you're open to, you know, receiving that type of knowledge. So, yeah. Five out of five, y'all. Master of None Moments of Love Season 3 is by far one of the best (laughs) TV show moments of 2021 and that is the entire series um, or season. Um, it is five episodes. The time ranges between like 22 minutes to about 50 odd minutes. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I like that it was slow paced, but it was perfectly paced. And first let's talk about the cast um lena Waite plays you know her recurring role um as denise and she has settled down with her wife alicia who is played by Na- uh, naomi Ak- aki um and it is directed by aziz ansari um who was also in it um in the show Uh, a couple episodes so it is currently streaming on Netflix it debuted on the 23rd um, of May and I binged the entire season (laughs) and I, I have said on here and I've said to friends that I'm not in a binging mood. Like, you have to be a really good show to have me sit there for hours on end and devour the content. Um, Halston got close, 
But like I said, in, in that review, I was like, mm, I'm going to have to pause. Because this is getting a little heavy now. You know what I mean? Um, what Moments of Love does. And it's also written by, you know, Ansari and Wait. So, and they have a really good dynamic. You can just, you can tell they have a fantastic dynamic. <sighs> On and off screen, which is very, very good. I mean, and it's rare. What blew me away is that black love does not get this opportunity to shine. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't get that opportunity to shine. Um, and there's always like this, like there's got to be some kind of extreme reaction to things and like, you know, very brutal, very visceral and all of the things. And not that those moments weren't here, but it was a more realistic interpretation and representation and representation of black love. And that's what I loved about this. It felt like, you know, yeah, we were a fly on the wall and we were just watching, you know, what was going on, you know, how, you know, their marriage was going. I'm, this is spoiler free, so I'm not going to get into everything, but the tension that starts to build, it's like, you know, it's there it's coming you can you can sense it and then when it happens it happens and it's like it's just very natural it's like i am still floored at how this turned out and i have to think about malcolm and marie and i was like what if malcolm and marie was broken up into four five 30 minute installments because it's a great movie. I love that movie. Like, I am, like, in love with the monologues from that movie. Because they're so good. But what if they had been broken up into, you know, 20 minutes here, 40 minutes there? You know, what if it did that? How impactful would it have been if they had done that? And... This is the type of like vein that moments of love reminded me of. That even in Malcolm and Marie, what I think bothered a lot of people was that it was a representation of black love that we're not used to seeing. We're not used to seeing that happen. And so, I love it. I love what is happening. Um, I just was floored. And I still am. I actually want to watch it again. Just so, you know, I, if I missed anything because I was so, you know. But what it also did was had me thinking about, like, well, what happens if, you know, that 
you know, particular situation happens to me, like, or should happen or could happen. Like, it was very thought provoking as to, you know, an older black woman trying to figure out, you know, what she wants out of life. And both of them are, you know, women of, uh, they are both black women and, you know, they are both trying to figure that out and hitting these, you know, bumps and, and going into these valleys. And they kept talking about that in the movie, like, or in the show, how relationships are in valleys and peaks and mountains. Like it is, it is a battle sometimes it is you know, drag out difficult stuff. It is hard work. Relationships are hard. And then it's like, but then they can be beautiful and great and just do all these big and fantastic things. But what happens when you are in a valley, so to speak? And that's what the film really starts to shine best there was a particular episode where (laughs) you knew the conflict was coming but there was no music there was no like flashing lights and like uh 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 like it was nothing like that it was as simple as tape putting clothes on a coat hook and taking clothes off of a coat hook it just kept that it it did it like three or four times in the episode and I was like oh we so it used like just natural things natural transitions into you know what was going on in the story and where we're going in the story mm excuse me I just had to take a drink of my water but yeah I was just like whoa please go watch that please go and watch that oh my gosh it's like I said it's on Netflix it is so good I I was not expecting that to happen um (laughs) I was not I was like shook I was like this was amazing this is amazing amazing work i just hope that they being you know these big houses you know netflix and warner and disney and all that well disney kind of (laughs) doesn't doesn't mess with this kind of material let's be honest um amazon you know i hope that they start to really allow black creatives to tell these stories you know um i'm not ignorant to the fact that the the two you know um art pieces that i named the first being malcolm and marie was directed by a white guy (laughs) and then this, you know, Master of None, Moments of Love was directed by a person of color. I just hope that, you know, we get that opportunity to really curate, create, and direct our type of story without 
all of these crazy, like, you know, just all this dramatic stuff. So yeah, that's I'm I'm hoping that we get that opportunity. Um, I think like Sylvie's love. I'm like yeah, okay, okay, like yeah. This, I want more of that. You know what I mean? It's time, it's time. But um, master of none, moments of love. Oh, you gets a big, big four point eight out of five. Another show that I had heard about, um, but hadn't got a chance to see, is Sasha Velour's Nightgowns. And I actually want to see this show. Like, this this is something that y'all may not know about me. Or you may. You may have picked that up. You may have picked it up a little bit. That I love art. And I love artistic expression. And I love coupling different mediums together to drive home a message. And I think that's why a lot of my um, my films are kind of hard to sell. Because I use so many different elements and weave them together to tell a narrative. And people are not used to that. <laughs> From, from a, from a, from me. Like I don't know, but that's okay. Um, I'm still making my way, which is awesome. But Sasha Velour, for those of you guys who don't know, is a past uh, winner from RuPaul's Drag Race, and I can't remember off the top of my head what season she won. But that's a bad bitch right there, okay? The the dancing, the fashion. This 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 is a queen who is a look queen, but is also a queen who creates their own clubs, okay? Like they can do that. Um, definitely one of those queens that can back it up. They're just not a look queen, which. Unfortunately, I think for season 13, they fell into that heavy, and I was just like, ugh. But anyway, this was when you had to, she won when you had to create, you had to, you had to walk the walk. You feel me? That's, that's the journey of like a Sasha Velour. And uh, Sasha just has a good energy about them like they really do and to see her progress and first get out of this horrific contract of wow uh, wow productions which is like you know the people that do the RuPaul's Drag Race that thing is a mess okay um <laughs> so to see her be able to create finally out of that contract is like it's it's jaw dropping. It's it 
stopped my heart a couple times. And so what Nightgowns is, is a, a variety show. But to call it a variety show is kind of cheap. It is just a show of expression, um, curated, created, um, performed by, uh, you know, people. I don't want to call them drag, but they, I, because they are. We have drag kings, we have drag queens, but we also have trans individuals. And so... It is so good. And at first I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what I'm going to expect out of this. And so what, um, what Nightgowns is, is like, a, they did a accompanying um, documentary alongside a, produc- a production of this show. And... That's what I was able to watch, right? So I'm not, I haven't been able to watch like the actual show yet, um, which is going to happen. I'm putting that out in the universe right now. I want to watch this show. I'm going to go see it somehow. I'm going to see it. And it's actually <clears throat> streaming on the Roku channel. And the Roku channel kind of dropped like, you know, they did a little drop where they was like, Hey, yo, we got originals too, yo. And I was like, okay, okay. I see what y'all over here doing, little cute stuff. Okay, we see it. And it's free. Um, Free content. You know I'm right there. I'll be like, it's what? Free, not no 99, just free. 0.00. Yes, I will watch it. And so, um, the documentary is split up into, like, uh, I believe it's nine parts, um, but they're super short episodes. They're like 10, 12 minutes long. So it just flies by. And, you know, you can sit there and watch the entire series in like an hour and a half and be like, "Ooh, that was so good. Get your life right. The costuming is perfect. Of course, they save the best for last. Oh, it's just so good. I I think like what's happening in cinema right now, you know, of course I talk about, you know, the black experience and the black lens a lot. I do that a lot. Okay. But I'm also here for the LGBTQ plus spectrum to come and shine their light on on the cinematic universe as well and so you know I talk about that all the time I talk about especially with you know those special episodes about the Golden Globes where I was like hey y'all gonna have to wake up it's a spectrum of life out here and that is what art is about and so seeing that type of content seeing the the you know blood sweat and tears there was a a queen who first off it who looked so beautiful and but their art is like about creating pain and i just oh my heart 
oh my gosh, my heart. Like, I was bawling because I was like, I get what they're doing. And that was like the first time I was ever able to really sit there and see that type of performance and get what they were really trying to portray with the pain. And so, oh honey, if you have the ability to watch it, it's like an hour and a half, you, you watch it. Watch, it is so good. It is so important that everybody is getting a shot at coloring this world with beautiful art and oh my gosh it was officially released like in 2020 um so i don't know what that does for you know any kind of runnings for you know future um future awards which you know we know all what was going on so but yeah i'm here for it i i just i loved it so much um definitely a five out of five for me um i have a feeling that this is the first year that i'm gonna have to like create a documentary um section because for my best of list because usually i can you know be like one or two can sneak their way onto my best films but this year they i'm gonna have to go ahead and do a separation because <laughs> these documentaries are thick and they is hitting me upside the head like oh my gosh so yes um sasha velour's nightgowns documentary currently streaming on the roku channel So that will do it for us over here at Ladies Corner. You have yourselves a marvelous weekend and I will be checking in on Sunday with a little little information kind of thing going on. You know, I like these little special episodes that I can kind of do some expose work, you know, let my journalistic... um, wings sore so um but guys i hope you enjoyed the episode take care of yourselves hydrate rest and until i see you again chill out chill out chill it's gonna be all right